I don't know about you, but I want to figure out how to be a little more balanced. Life is full of chaos, adventure, and the unknown. I am on the search to hear from those who can make this journey more fun and easy as I learn how to be better to myself, enhance my health, and be a part of ending human trafficking. Today, joining us on The Balanced Girl is Sophie Deer. After being signed off work due to insomnia and anxiety, Sophie quit her job in TV to pursue health and happiness. Sophie turned to yoga, and it is not an overstatement to say that Sophie has completely changed her life. She's the creator of Move and Inspire, and she's learned a whole new perspective and how to lead a life full of purpose, passion, freedom, and balance. She's passionate about sharing the knowledge she has with the most infectious energy that can't help but inspire you. Rather than life pinning her down, Sophie now has the freedom to choose how she lives her life. We talk all things health, happiness, moving to Bali, divorce, and living a more peaceful, balanced life. Welcome, Sophie, to The Balanced Girl. I am so excited to be here with Sophie. And Sophie, you are coming live from Bali. That is Florida to Bali. It was fun for us to find a connecting time and our time zone differences. How is Bali life? Bali is fantastic. Um, it's It's been a bit of a strange time right now because it, we are actually in lo- lockdown. Um, but in... Uh, in general, Bali's been like an amazing place to be. Um, the The lockdown right now for us is the strictest it's been, which feels very strange because everyone back in the UK is now getting all this freedom. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, yeah, we're, we're now in the strictest lockdown. But for me, lockdown has been incredible. It's been this like um, moment where I've actually found real like balance and peace because I'm not feeling like I'm being pulled in loads of different directions. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really loving it. I love that. I, and that's kind of what uh, drew me to you was obviously there's a lot of different uh, influencers or yogis. And I just wanted to highlight you because I felt like you were really doing all of the things teaching on not just yoga, but spirituality and this balance. And obviously I'm obsessed with the word balance, but um, I've really come into a season of my life where I'm like, geez, I do not have things figured out. And so I love that you come from a high pressure, you know, you had a TV and media job before you dove into the yoga world. And tell us a little bit about uh, your journey and and how you got to Bali. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I went straight from university into the TV world and I started as a runner. You have to start like low down as the runner, running around, getting teas and coffees for all the actors. And I just like loved being part of this buzzing TV set. And um, straight away, like I knew it was going to be pretty brutal. It's like 90 hour weeks, um, often six days a week. But I was... um, I was really lucky to get jobs pretty quickly in um, some quite big British dramas. I don't know if you ever heard of like Spooks was one of them. That was like a a big one 
back in the day. And um, and so like to begin with, kind of um, mid twenties, I loved it. Yeah, it was it was such a fantastic job. But slowly, my mental health just was. I mean, it was pretty much non-existent. Like I had no idea about balance, yoga, um, meditation, any of these things that I'm now super into. Like it wasn't even, it couldn't be a factor in my life because of the fact that we had no balance. I mean, my alarm would be set for like 4.30 in the morning often. And then I would be um, getting home at like 9, 10 at night. And um I just, yeah, I, I, I'd had insomnia since I was 15, but my insomnia was getting worse. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, but I definitely had anxiety. And then effectively what happened was I, uh, I went onto this job and I, it, so it was, it was like shoot day two maybe. And I hadn't slept for about 72 hours. And I remember feeling like this zombie. And I started like looking up on um, Google, like to try and um, get myself into some kind of mental hospital because I just felt so helpless. And I couldn't work out whether I was seeing things, whether I was hallucinating. I mean, I was so, so tired. And um, I remember calling my mom and she was like, you're gonna go and see a doctor. Like we're gonna actually pay for a doctor. And um, so I got driven to this doctor and uh, this doctor signed me off work. And I remember just realizing this, it was such a sense of relief because for me, firstly realizing I had anxiety, I then realized that I could do something about it. And I think I had slowly thought that I was going a little bit mental, a little bit crazy because I couldn't understand the way I was being, the way I was reacting, being like, really quite highly strong when I used to be this joyous, relaxed person. And I just turned into someone who felt really alien to me. So when I was signed off work and I was told like, we can, you can go to therapy, we can look after you. It was just this wonderful moment where I felt like, okay, things are gonna start to change. I actually thought I was gonna go back into that job, but about a week later, I realized how unhealthy I was, how ill I was from um, living a life with absolutely no balance. And um, so I decided to take some time off and I just got into yoga, um, like very typical me back then, like extreme. So I was doing kind of twice a day yoga, like really like hardcore yoga as well, you know, sweaty, fast paced yoga. Um, but I felt super inspired by the teachers. For me, the the um, TV industry was is very male dominated. So I didn't really have a, a female to look up to. And suddenly all these female yoga teachers, I was like, oh my God, these people are awesome. Felt super inspired and thought I'm gonna I'm gonna train as a yoga teacher and just see where that takes me. So I trained as a yoga teacher, started teaching the next year. That was like a hard journey as well because it wasn't like I became a yoga teacher and then suddenly my anxiety went away or the way I led my life didn't completely change. I had so many things still imprinted within me from TV and from childhood and so on. So 
effectively a long journey of therapy and meeting lots of people who have helped me over the years um, has really helped me shape my life. And I would actually say only more recently in Bali have I managed to create a life which really feels like I'm in control. Like I have the freedom, I have the balance. I really get to choose when I work, what I say yes and no to. But that's taken, you know, five years of teaching. So, and it's still, as I'm sure it is with you, like a work in progress. Oh my gosh. I'm paying attention to so many things you're saying. And I think we live in such a, I mean, obviously I'm American, so we're like, king and queen bees of instant gratification and uh I love that you're so vulnerable but also that it took time you know because I think some people think oh I tried a yoga class and it didn't work or something (laughs) you're like wait a minute wait a minute (laughs) um so I love that and I mean right now something I love I think it might be an older blog I'm not sure but um your blue zones of happiness so I'm in such a season of paying attention. I lived in Ireland during a horrible lockdown. I can relate to you now in Bali looking at the UK because I was in Ireland looking at America and specifically Florida. And I was like, geez, they're like the Wild West, just doing whatever they want over there. Um, But I really loved it because I realized how uncomfortable I was with my life. And um, I, I, I was paying attention to feelings like anxiety. And I think sometimes we just think it's normal or we don't talk about it. And, you know, I, I love how vulnerable you are with your story. Um, so something that I loved was you talk about um, just that feel that so many people are rushing through life and forgetting to enjoy life, really. Um, give us some advice on how we can stack the deck in favor of happiness. Yeah, it's a really hard one because I would say it's still something, as I said, that I'm working on. I'm very much someone who rushes around and I feel like society um, celebrates busyness. Like when we when we say to each other, how are you? And the, the response is so often, oh, I'm so busy. And it's like a, it's almost like status to be really busy. Mm. And um So it's taken me a lot to kind of shift my mindset on busy doesn't mean you're successful. And interestingly, out here, I have a group of friends who um, I was saying to my partner the other day, out of our group of friends, I work the most and I don't I'm working the least I've ever worked. And but all my friends around me are I would actually call them super successful but in terms of um, like the the blue zones of happiness, some some really interesting little nuggets, which I think is really cool because I don't think we should be striving for happiness. It's not like the big things that help us. It's not getting the car, getting the massive job promotion, making all the money. It's actually the small things, like the daily things we can do to stack the favor, the the deck in favor of happiness. So things like um, the most happy people are people who take naps every day, are people who wake up without an alarm, they're people who volunteer, they're people who have a sense of purpose and meaning in their lives. They're people who also actually um, interact socially for four to six hours a day, which to me seems like a lot, Um, but I kind of love that. 
And yeah, so there's there's all sorts of like little daily things I think we can do in terms of you, if you're really interested in doing some work on this, I would say work on your core values. So until you really know what is important to you, how can you start to lead a life that's in, in alignment with that? So for me, working out my core values allowed me to, sh to, to realize where I needed to change things up. So like, for example, one of my core values is freedom. And I realized that the work I was doing as a yoga teacher, which was studio work in, um, in person, like one-to-ones, none of that really gave me freedom because I was tied to that place. So I wanted to, before even the pandemic hit, I wanted to move online. I knew that I needed to move online in order to get that freedom. Now you'll talk to another yoga teacher. They don't love teaching online. They need the in-person stuff. So that's why it's really important we work out what is important to us because I think there's a huge problem with comparing ourselves. Mm -hmm. But when we start to really know, like get to know ourselves, know our values, we can then work out those little daily things in order to find those moments of happiness. And for anyone who's curious about more of this, I loved on your website, sophiedeer.com, and I'll link that. But uh, I love how you really ask questions. So somebody that maybe doesn't know what their core values are um, and you give examples, I loved that. And I real I didn't even realize that balance was a core value of mine. I mean, I've been saying it and saying it and I'm called the balance girl. And I was like, oh my gosh, thanks, Sophie. This is uh, one of my core values. So I thought that was great. Um, Okay, so, you know, you're it's thundering here in Florida, if you can hear all that in the background. Wow, that's really loud. Yeah, I was like, I'm not beating drums over here, Sophie. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> about a storm brewing. Uh, okay, so I am really excited about some of your advice and just learning. You know, I always say learn from somebody who's walked before you and, um I love that it's a journey and we'll always keep learning and becoming better at it. But um, just talking a little bit about that work-life balance and how it's such a challenge. Um, any advice on how we can switch off and rest and start to slowly get to a more balanced life? Yeah, I think a, a big one for me was stopping feeling guilty for resting. I think when we, um, especially if you're uh, an ambitious person, we feel like being, like resting is like being unproductive and lazy. And actually it's like the opposite. Resting is so important for ourselves. For ourselves to even be able to be more successful and to give out more to the world, we have to rest. So that was a huge one for me. Like if I want to do go and have a massage on a Tuesday I'm going to go and have a massage on a Tuesday because I've created this life where I can do that and of course I know I'm fortunate in in that position but yeah just don't feel guilty for taking time off um I think there's there's kind of the obvious that we talk about so meditation um yin yoga I think is fantastic especially if you're someone who 
um, you feel like you're not quite there in terms of being able to have a meditation practice. I know a lot of people feel like they're too busy to meditate or their mind's too busy. And like, there's that saying where if you, if that's what you feel, you should be meditating even more. But yin yoga gives us like that entry point because we, we're, we're moving, we're getting into the body whilst we're finding a meditation practice. So I do think yin yoga is a, a really wonderful practice for that. And then also yoga nidra has actually been really helpful for me. So for those of you who don't know yoga nidra, it's called, it's yogic sleep. And it puts you to the state where you are in between being awake and being asleep. And it's supposed to give you 10 times more rest than sleep. So it's a really wonderful practice. Um, so yeah, for me, I think, I think almost just jumping in and enjoying that time to rest where you're not being productive is, um, it, it's been a huge mind, mind uh, shift for me. Like I remember even at university when my friends were watching TV, I couldn't do it. Mm. I was like, no, I need to be doing something else that's more productive than that. Mm. I was so restless and it makes sense with that kind of anxious mind as well. Like I just couldn't do it. And I was definitely one of those people who were like, I cannot meditate. And meditation has hands down been so, so good for me. Um, so, yeah. That's motivating. Well, and, you know, I liked what you were saying earlier, too, about you're reminding me now because I'm going to find that yoga and try it on your website. Do you offer it online? The, the Yoga Nidra? Yeah. Yeah, what we could do is maybe I could give you like a um, a little code for your followers and we'll do a little freebie for it. Because what I love you were saying earlier is like some people love online and some love studio. And um, I just, I've been on a yoga challenge, so I'm eight out of nine days strong so far every day. But there's times I can't get into a studio or, you know, obviously with lockdown is when I fell in love with online yoga. Um, and I so appreciate you having that passion because there's times or when you're traveling, it's like, there's no excuse. You can tap into an amazing online studio. Um, and I love that. So I, I appreciate that you have a passion for online yoga. Um, okay. So let's and I have to just quickly say with that, I do, when the world does open up and we can do retreats again, that for me is so special but there's something that's about a retreat where you actually get a smaller group of people and you are creating such huge transformational shifts rather than when I was teaching like in studio in London and people are like rushing in and rushing out. And that's not to say they aren't doing that online, but for me, there's a, for, for my personal um, freedom, there's just, it's just so wonderful to be able to have, um, stuff that people can just watch over and over again or um, dip into a library of all sorts of different things. But yeah, retreats are like, I cannot wait to, to get back to that. Oh, this is good. My husband, he, I'm making him do yoga with me and uh, he's loving it, but uh, we'll have to come do a retreat in Bali together. So I look forward to that. <laughs> I'd love that. You know what? I think it's time for a sneaky break. Are you looking for some motivation in the kitchen? I have just the cookbook for you. 
Dining and cooking always felt like riding a bike through fire. <laughs> but once I realized I could make things simple and food could taste so good, I fell in love with the kitchen. Simply Balanced is full of simple, delicious, healthy recipes free of gluten, dairy, and refined sugar. Head to KinseyPentecost.com and use the Balanced Girl for 10% off today. Now let's get back to the Balanced Girl. You know, you just opened up to me and, and said this is a topic we can go there. Um, coming from a fellow divorcee, it took me a long time to own that and not feel guilty about it and have freedom in that. And um, so you're recently divorced and a big part of your move to Bali, um, some freedom there, which is one of your core values. Uh, how are you going and doing in that journey? That's a big loaded question, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we were talking about how you have to be at that place where you're ready to start to share about it. Um, it's been really strange, I suppose, because I actually originally came out to Bali for a few months with the idea that I would come home, reassess the situation. And I think actually being out here, getting to know myself more and more and more, um, it really made me realize that the decision was the right decision. But having been with my ex for 10 years, we were only married for about a year and a half, but we were together for 10 years. It's just such a long time. And, and I still have so much love and care for him that it's just been a very, um, actually just to put it bluntly, an incredibly painful process. Mm-hmm. Like, one day, and it was something we were also talking about, which was having that the idea that you can be really happy but also incredibly sad at the same time, that has been one of the biggest learnings in this journey. Like, it was so confusing to me. Like, why do I feel so sad when also I'm really happy with my new life in Bali? But it is okay to hold both spaces and you don't have to fix you don't have to fix the sadness as well. Like just being able to sit with that discomfort. And yeah, so I, there was moments I would have, like I remember just writing on my whiteboard one day, like which is a really joyous moment for me because I like do it at the end of each week or the beginning, start of the week to kind of set my week ahead. And just out of nowhere, I burst into tears. And it's just this pain that I feel, I still even talking about, I feel pain through my body. And it's just realizing that this really is gonna take a long time. But it has, again, taught me so much about myself and the mistakes I made. Like it was the most wonderful realization of holding responsibility. Like I feel like we often blame situations that happen or people for our feelings. And I learned so much about holding your hand up and really taking responsibility. No matter what has happened, you always have a part to play in things. So I learned so much about my codependency and about my unhealthy boundaries and um, and how I would self-abandon to please others a lot. Also how I would go into victimhood that was a really interesting one. So 
I remember I used to say to myself when I was at the depth of my insomnia and to be fair on um, people who have insomnia, you do lose all perspective. Like you really do. Your head is just not there at all. Um, but I remember thinking, no one has insomnia like I do. Like it's, it's the worst for me. I'm the worst in the world, which obviously looking back, I can laugh at. But that sense of like victimhood has been a huge shift. So something I learned, instead of saying like, why me? And I think a, a narrative a lot of the time that a lot of us have is like, um, why do bad things happen to me? Or why do I always do badly at X? And I've tried to shift my thinking to why not me? Mm. You know, I never thought I would be that person who got divorced. Never. Yeah. And, but it happens to so many of us. And I think the more I, the reason I want to share is actually because people have reached out to me saying it would be really helpful. I've gone through a similar thing. And I, it is, I would say it's like a power of mine. Like I am, I don't find it, I like sharing. Like I, I it feels good to be vulnerable. Mm. Like it's scary for sure, but it, it feels like the right thing. It feels like um, I'm, it's part of like my life's purpose and meaning to share this stuff, to help other people. So yeah, I don't know if that really answers it, but yeah, it's one huge ride. Yeah, well, I think it helps, you know, when you're going through something like this, you kind of gravitate towards others that have been through it. And you're like, am I going to be okay? Just look at me and tell me. And now you get to look at women and tell them you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Because you need someone that's gone before you to tell you that. And um, yeah, I love that you waited for your own timing, um, for, for your own vulnerability. Um because I can relate to that. Mine was a very public divorce and everyone wanted to talk to me about it and I needed space and time and healing. And, um, I think it's never ending healing. And, uh, if you tap into that, it will really help others, but help yourself just go to such a deeper space. And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know if you felt like as well, I don't know if I can, I don't know if you ever feel like, as you just kind of said, it's a continual journey. I don't know if you feel like you're out the other side, but it's definitely also given me this empowerment where I'm like, okay, I can get through a lot of stuff now. Like that was really hard. And I, yeah. and I managed to pick myself up. I managed to move to Bali knowing no one here. Um, set up my online business and create a, a wonderful life out of feeling completely broken. Mm. So it does give me this, like this, this strength. I don't know if you. Yeah. I kind think of found that. What's interesting is there's always reminders in life and then you can tell if you've dealt with things or you'll be reminded, Oh, I didn't deal with that feeling. Um, and as I'm, I'm going through a fertility journey with my husband now, and um, my ex-husband just had a kid, and um, of course I saw it on the good old social media. And then you're just reminded, you know, for me it was really bittersweet because I was happy for him. And uh, 
I thought, oh, that's a good feeling. That's new. <laughs> um, not that I've always, you know, I've always been happy for him, but to experience such deep pain in my own life regarding something and to see my ex having such joy. Um, so I, I think as you go through life, you'll be reminded that you need to dig deeper and heal more or you've really healed in that area. And so if people pay attention to that through divorce, because I think the one advice I got going through my own divorce was don't rush into the next relationship. Do not try to band-aid feelings. And um, it, it was interesting because I could see how I could do that. One of my first dating relationships out of my divorce, I realized this is not it, but it helped me escape some pain. And so I chose to end that relationship and dig deep and go through some serious pain. <laughs> but um, I, I think for me, that was some great advice was just allowing yourself to go there and heal and um, process all of it, which is not easy. Well, I think also something like when you're just talking about meeting other people, when, for me, I met my ex when I was like 23. I didn't know who I was. I hadn't gone through any of the stuff that I just talked about. I was still in that zone of being an insomniac and incredibly anxious. I mean, like, he didn't have a great time being my partner because I was not easy to be with, for sure. But I feel like because I'm in um, a new relationship, I feel like I'm now going into this knowing myself so much better. And, you know, all credit to young love and people who do make it work. But there is something that feels great about being able to have another go at this, but with, with really knowing myself and having a lot more self-worth and a lot more self-love and understanding more about conscious communication and how to resolve conflict stuff that I had absolutely no idea about. So I just feel so much better equipped in that way. So I try and, yeah, I'm, I'm quite, I'm a positive person. So flipping it like that, feeling like lucky for that chance again is, has been helpful for me. Um, yeah. Such sweet silver lining. <laughs> mm. I met my ex at 19 and I, it's a bittersweet, like, okay, this time I'm completely different. I'm 39 and it's a completely different feeling. So appreciating both spaces. And yeah, I, I think what's really funny is I've just done um, two cookbooks and I'm obsessed with cooking healthy, but I'm like, gosh, in my first marriage, I didn't even know how to barely put a pop tart in a toaster. Oven. <laughs> so I'm like, well, but uh, yeah, that's, I love that. Well, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing all of that with all of us. And I think women will be inspired to dig deep. So thank you for um, talking to me about your divorce as well, because I do think it's the more of us who get to speak about it, the, the more supported we all feel, you know. And that's what's so great about social media and the community that we can create around these podcasts is, you know, actually just realizing there's a lot of us in it together. And I'm sure you feel like this too, but even though any little DM that I get saying thank you just means the world. Um, so, yeah. 
Well, you know, it's funny. You touched earlier, I think it was before we were recording on the word guilt that comes with divorce. Mm. And um, ironically, when I am talking to someone, I notice a lot of times women are like, oh, but I'm divorced. Like you can feel they're still wearing that. And, and as soon as I say, so am I. And I smile with like, and I'm okay. And I'm better for it. And they're like, oh, so it's so interesting how we can give life to this dark, horrible, painful word. Um, get rid of all that guilt. Yeah, bringing bringing a sense of lightness and and humor without using it to like avoid the situation. But I think it can be so so helpful. Like mm -hmm. I always think about how in my early twenties I used to think that by twenty seven I'd be married. 28 I'd be having my first kid you know like all these things I'm now 35 divorced and living in Bali which I definitely never thought was going to happen so yeah I just try and life is so many hurdles and if we can bring lightness to it and obviously that can take time it really helps brace it all I love it mm. so Talk to us a little bit about what your day looks like now. So you're, you have an academy for yoga teachers and students. Um, are you, obviously you're locked down, so are you all online? And talk to us about what a day looks like for you. So my day can massively vary. As I said, like, I will now be really good at deciding to, take a morning off or taking an afternoon off and um enjoy rest periods for sure but like last week was a bit of a busy week for me I had a lot of evening calls which I don't tend to do a lot of evening calls but I had um I'm kind of stepping into this world of self-growth with corporates and also um I've been teaching um a, like a a summer school for kids um, so between ages 12 and 18 and it's called Oxford Scholastica and they're both online and some of the kids are also in Oxford in the UK and I've been teaching um, to the kids um, core values and building resilience and then I did a corporate as well last week which was all around conscious communication so that's all been really exciting for me because it feels different and more of a challenge in a way because it's a little bit more it's a little bit newer but I could be doing anything from recording a podcast. I'm about to get my podcast back on track. Uh, I took a little bit of um, time out because I felt very busy around April. I had to reassess things because I wasn't really enjoying the busyness. So I actually stopped all my live classes. I decided I don't really want to teach live. Um, so I haven't taught a live since I think March now. Um, and I've been really focusing on my membership channel. So yesterday morning, I did a couple of hours filming. I I filmed four sequences um, today. I've been editing. Um, so yeah, days can just really change. A big thing for me actually is part of my day. I really love to do the learning. Like learning is something I thrive off. So, and I'm so lucky because now I get to learn about the stuff that fascinates me and then I get to teach it and put it out to the world. Um, so I recently finished my course on codependency I'm about to start up one with um Lacey Phillips to be magnetic I don't know if you know her but I'm, I've kind of really got into her podcast recently so I'm excited to 
go on that journey. Um, so yeah, my day to day can really change. Over the summer, my privates have decided to take their holidays, so I'm not teaching any privates. Um, so yeah, it's I love it like that though. I love that my days can be very different. I'm going to take a long weekend as of tomorrow. So I'm going to take Thursday and Friday off, which feels really great because I did, um, I worked on Saturday last week. But honestly, the old me would not have been able to do this. I would have been like, I'm working seven days a week. I'm not going to take the time. But I just, I see how much I thrive on being able to have that time now. So yeah, things, things are often changing. I love it. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us and sharing your life with us. I am obsessed with your website. So sophiedeer.com. I've got lots of um, women entrepreneurs listening and um, from corporate well-being to mentorship to online yoga, like blogging recipes. You've got so much good stuff um, on your website. We'll get a code and we'll um, link my people to you and um, I'm, I'm excited for, uh, to see how we connect in the future. And I love to ask, um, I'm obsessed with food and making everything healthy, but since you live in Bali, this could be really fun. What is your favorite dish or what are you loving right now? Food wise. Do you know what? This is so hard for me, but I'm such a foodie, um, and everyone, anyone who eats food with me, they like, they think I'm ridiculous because the whole meal, I'm going, this is fantastic. I can't stop saying how great the food is. Um, so I, at the moment, we have a, a Chinese, but a really, a really fantastic Chinese um, in the area that I'm living. So we've been loving dumplings and like noodle soups and the broths. Um, so yeah, that's been that's kind of been what we've been eating a lot of recently. Oh, very good. I'm sure it tastes so authentic living there. Um, mm. Well, my dear, anything you want to leave us with? Any wisdom or final thoughts? I don't think so, apart from just a huge thank you to you. It's, um, it's really lovely to finally connect. I know it took us a little bit of time to get this sorted out because I was in Lombok and the internet wasn't good enough and I was just worried it was all going to cut out so it's it's taken a bit of time to connect but I really appreciate you reaching out and you're super lovely to chat to and um yeah it's been a really wonderful conversation and I feel so supported just having this chat with you and talking about the divorce so thank you so much uh thanks Sophie I appreciate that and I feel the same way and excited for people to hear this podcast so thank you for being a part of the balanced girl and we'll be joining you online thank you so much thank you sophie dear for joining us from bali i love your vulnerability talking all things life moving from fast pace to a divorce to a world full of purpose freedom and balance you are going to change so many lives by being vulnerable and sharing what you've learned. We will be linking a discount code to join her online yoga from anywhere in the world at sophiedeer.com. And don't forget to subscribe to The Balanced Girl so you don't miss one episode. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.